Hello and welcome to Soaring to New Heights, your one-stop shop for all things women's football in the brown and gold. Unfortunately, you're hearing my voice first. Tim has had to tend to some dad duty. But nonetheless, tonight we have a very special guest. A former junior athletics champion and state record holder, might I add, in one of the most difficult events to exist. The ninth pick in the 2022 AFLW draft. A classy young gun who was heinously not nominated for the AFLW Rising Star last year, although that means she's eligible this year. And even as a non-gambler, I'm considering putting some money on her winning it. Um, the youngest player on Hawthorne's AFLW list, who only turned 18 after last season, we welcome Charlotte Bascaran. How are you, Charlotte? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm going very well. Uh, nice and cold up here in Canberra. It was minus four this morning, but... <laughs> That's no good. It was pretty cold here too, in Melbourne. Yeah. I don't I'm think you'll hear Beck or Kath complaining about Melbourne cold. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it would quite compare to um, Canberra weather. <laughs> So obviously you're a very young player and we'll come to that a bit later, but that also means that you're part of the first generation really of people of young women and girls who grew up and from when they had to stop playing against boys could actually see an AFLW. So did you always want to play in the AFLW, especially once you could see it or was, did you come to the sport a bit later with your athletics background? Um, yeah, so when I was little, I did Auskick, um for three years, which was um, really fun and I loved it. And then um, in my area where I was living, yeah, there weren't really female teams. So um, maybe back then I was a bit scared to join up with the boys. So I did move into athletics um, and did that for about four years. Um, I absolutely love that as well. And um, yeah, really enjoy training in that. And I think that's helped me progress into my footy career now with like um enjoying running and um yeah I suppose yeah hunting the ball but um my friends from athletics decided to join up to footy when we heard that there was going to be a girls team so um we thought we'd do that for a bit of fun and then yeah from there I I absolutely loved it the moment I picked up a footy and yeah just kind of progressed through the pathway and yeah I was lucky enough to live out my dream and get drafted. Yeah, and we as Hawks fans are very lucky that you got drafted to us. And how good is it that the AFL has finally given young girls an opportunity to actually live out that dream that so many of them will have had growing up? Definitely very good. Um, you're obviously related to that. You are very young. As I mentioned in your, the intro, you are the youngest player on our list. You only turned 18 December last year. So you're also still at school last year. So how was it playing a sport at the absolute highest level that it can be played at, both in terms of your own performance and the competition? whilst balancing the fact that you were legally a child and still at school? <laughs> um, yeah, it was definitely interesting. I think everyone from um, last year who was still in high school could say that um, with yeah, managing, um, heading into exams and yeah, just it being a very busy year. But I think we um, handled it very well and the club were very supportive of, of us and um, finishing school first and then footy kind of coming second in a way. Um, but yeah, I suppose for myself, I was lucky enough to get a scholarship into uni. So um, I could still focus my time into footy. Um, but yeah, I suppose going through it, it was difficult. But now that I look back, I'm, yeah, I'm very grateful I got that scholarship. Yeah. Congratulations on that. What are you studying? Um, I'm doing a double management in sports science. Oh, what was the first one? I'm sorry. Sports management. Sports management, sports science. That's That sounds really interesting, actually. So yeah, it's hopefully, going well. Hopefully a lot less reading than I had to do at uni. <laughs> um, so 
and, and the club, obviously, how did the club support you with your schooling as well? Because that's Timmy and I, you probably, I don't know if you've listened tonight, we've, we're quite big on education with Tim being a school teacher and me having worked in education for a long time as well. How did the club support you with that? Yeah, so um, all of us still in high school last year, we had less contact hours. So on a Monday, we wouldn't go into the club and we'd have that time away um, at home to either, yeah, focus on studies or school. Um, and then, yeah, just whenever around sack times or exams, I was very flexible with um, hours that we could go in. And yeah, as I said, I was very lucky. So I was able to play the full 10 games um, and travel over to Perth in our last round, which I was um, stoked about. But yeah, um, I suppose it was also up to the individual and how they felt they were managing um, their workload. But yeah, for me, the balance was pretty good. Yeah. And you had a different exam timetable as well, which contributed to that, didn't you? Because Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. No maths exam, I think was what the... <laughs> no. Sorry, no maths no. exams. They're all plurals. <laughs> Definitely no math. No. <laughs> I like maths. Um. And then, so just moving on to the last little bit, I guess, from season seven, before we start moving towards season eight, were there any games in particular? There's, I was researching for this and when I got to nearly half the season, I thought, okay, I should probably just stop and not go through specifics because I was, I was coming up with a lot of pretty consistent games for you, despite your frequently changing roles from half forward, occasionally going to half back, rotating on ball in the second half of the season. But were there any personal or games from a team perspective that really stood out to you? in terms of individually or just like I said, as a team? Um, I wouldn't say any in particular. Um, I think throughout the season, we grew really well together as a team and obviously coming in together, um, identifying each other's strengths and weaknesses was something that, you know, we needed to do to be able to, I suppose, play well together. Um, and I think you really saw it in those three games that we'd won in a row where we all kind of came together and yeah, we just had that never give up mentality and we, we wanted to get those three in a row, I think that was, yeah, extremely special for the club. Yeah, and round round five, I remember I was there. That that never give up mentality really, really came through. And honestly, I, I don't want to reveal the number of times I've watched that game or the mini. <laughs> um, it might be incriminating. <laughs> That's um, all right. Kaya's got a fair workout on that one, I'll be brutally honest. <laughs> but no, that was, that, and that was an incredible team performance as well. And even just going through some numbers as well, like as you know, we got more used to each other, knowing each other's strengths, as you said, you know, you, Jazz and Tilly started combining more in the midfield, which was with great success as well. So yeah, definitely. The, the numbers bear out as well, what you, what you just said there. Was there anything about that trio in particular that you thought worked aside from the fact that it's probably quite complementary game styles? Um, I would just say, Probably, yeah, just our ability to all work together in there. Um, I know I obviously started maybe down half back, but going into the midfield, um, I think, yeah, just all of us working together. I mean, Jazz and I kind of use our really um, our speed. So, and I think Tilly's also got um, some really good speed as well. We all like to burst away from the pack. But I think, yeah, just kind of all of us working together and knowing each other um, really helped and, we always had a focus going into each game and um, executing that was, yeah, the goal. Yeah. So, so do, do, I guess just moving off off that now, because that, that combo I'd imagine is something even with some of the recruits who we'll talk about in a sec, um, is still one I'm, I'm hoping to see a lot this year. But before that, there's a pre-season and an off-season. So how have they been for you, both the off-season and yeah, the off-season, I guess we'll start with. How is that going? 
Yeah, um, I suppose it's been pretty long um, and I'm definitely glad to be back into the club with the girls. Um, but, yeah, no, just kind of took some time away from the club. Um, yeah, and just kind of enjoyed the break because considering last year was such a busy year, um, everything kind of flowed on from one thing to the next. So, yeah, just having a bit of a break and enjoying um, the nice weather and went away overseas and, um, yeah, just had a good relaxing time. And then, I mean, it wasn't too much of a break. We're still doing stuff, um, whether it was, yeah, going to the gym or keeping up the running and, um, yeah, going into the couple couple times was really good. But now to be back in a schedule and, yeah, around the girls and the coaches, it's it's really good to be back. And all of that, despite not having a contract, isn't that right, AFL? Um, <laughs> so part of your off-season, though, was actually playing some games. You played three games in the VFLW, In from my observations, are more in an under-roll than you were in the AFLW, I suppose, Tilly Lucas, Rod and Tamara Smith not being there, probably a factor in that. Um, so how did you find that, and has that helped your preparation at all? Yeah, um, no, it was definitely good to um, get down and train with the VFLW girls and, yeah, play those couple of games. And I think um, it was just good to be able to get my hands on the footy and get my momentum back and, um, yeah, just play a couple of games and um, focus on a couple of things that I knew I wanted to. And, um, yeah, I think it was just good to have a runaround out there. Yeah, yeah certainly very impressive out there. A lot of the, a lot of the crew actually really impressed when I watched because I've watched all the games obviously as you probably noticed yeah um no it's been really impressive and only got us more impatient to be honest for September <laughs> and, yeah can't wait yeah neither can we um very relatedly what was it like having what's it like having the overlap especially with people like Sheree O'Neill and a number of the senior players what's it like having them in the coaching staff as well um no yeah it was perfect like I mean Cherie was with us last season um and then to have her as the head coach of the VFW um was good that she was there and um, we could have that connection and um, yeah, just kind of, she just kind of set the scene for each of the games that I had played and um, yeah, the VFW girls definitely went out and um, had their best crack at it. So yeah, it was really good to be around coaching staff and familiar faces. Yeah. Mind you, VFLW season, ridiculous ladder at the moment. Like, <laughs> I trying to run all the calculations it's um it's a really fascinating season but no you the aflw crew down there in box hill have been pretty impressive as well for the most part um but we have some new recruits this year in the aflw we have five of them um how have they been at training how have they looked obviously we know emily bates won the time trial and have any of them been particularly helpful for your development personally as well yeah um yeah all the new recruits have been really good and they've settled in really well and um no, it's just been good to have some new faces around and to get them up and about and um, hitting the track's been really good. I mean, for me, I kind of, yeah, look at Bates. She's a bit of a role model. Um, she's been the best in the league and um, her midfield craft and her ability to get the ball and work really hard is something I aspire to be like. So, um, yeah, just seeing how she goes about it's really cool. And, um, yeah, same as the other girls, they've been working really hard. And, yeah, it's only just a start and we're we're really getting into it. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a sixth of our list with how small AFLW list are. It's one sixth of the list, so it's fair fair contingent of new recruits. But, I mean, I'll be honest, Mike, when I got back from um, work, when the Bates and Bodie signings were announced, I was um, delirious, probably the word, <laughs> the word I can use on Mike. Yeah. And I don't think I was the only Hawks fan or person with that reaction. <laughs> no, I don't think so. It was pretty awesome. Um, And so have the others in terms of, like, Greta Bodie 
trying to work that forward connection and Matea Breda and Christy Stratton as well. We've recruited a lot of forwards actually just thinking about it. Um, How's it been with all of them as well trying to build that that connection? Because obviously you've been, you were one of our most important players in terms of linking midfield and forward. So how, how have you found it trying to build up links with those new players as well? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, I know, I mean, Stratus come from the VFLW, so she kind of, and trained with us last year. So um, it's been good to have her obviously in the program now and she's um, a super skillful lefty. So it's good to have some um, difference up in the forward. And yeah, Bodie's same. She's She can just find the goals really easily, which is cool and excited to see her play in the, in the game. Um, and yeah, just, just the forward connection in itself, um, obviously something we want to do this year and we want to kick more goals. So um, yeah, we just want to be exciting to watch and um, to get those new inclusions down there, I think it's going to be, yeah, super exciting and um, yeah, just kind of working towards getting the ball down there more often. Yeah. And look, we won't be complaining as fans because um, <laughs> when you have a forward line with Gilroy fellows and Bodie, no one's, no one's catching any of them realistically. So no, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, speaking of new things though, you have a new number. Um, you're the only Hawk player to change numbers. What, what prompted that change? Cause you, I mean, with, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, you do remind me of a certain number nine, former number nine at Hawthorne. So Oh, really? <laughs> I'm 24 to give you an idea of who that might be. Like, I'm, I don't, haven't seen that many. Oh, I'm not too good with numbers. Um, I'll give you a hint. He played over 400 games. Oh, God. I'm really bad. <laughs> I'm really bad. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mum has said that before. Um, yeah. So I did change numbers. I um, actually originally wanted nine last year. But um, McCarthy had that number and, um, yeah, I just thought, you know, this year I'd, I'd change it up and, yeah, I've just kind of always wanted to be nine. Um, it's my birthday and kind of, yeah, always been my lucky number and I wore it uh, in my junior year. So, yeah. Draft just, pick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was my draft pick. So, um, yeah, it's just a bit special and I'm excited. Yeah. So I realise you're, you're primarily a midfielder, so you're probably not liaising with this as much, but with Brady Gray having returned to WA, do you know who the back coach is going to be? Is yours um, being rotated around a bit? Uh, our back coach? Yeah. Yeah, so we have got a back coach now. Um, and, yeah, it's going really well. Um, we've just been training um, down there and um, the backs are going really good at the moment. Um, we've got structure and, um, yeah, no, it's going, it's going well. Um, who is that back coach? If you're at liberty to reveal that name, <laughs> um, it is. Oh, I forgot his first name, unfortunately. Um, he was he plays in the Box Hill VFL. Um, Cavera. Ben Cavara. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, ACL injury, so he's got a bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of people, Max Lynch. I we've I stumbled across. Well, Tim actually sent me this. He stumbled across it today. Um, has been involved as a development coach with the AFLW crew. What kind of impact and role is he playing? Yeah, no, he's been really good. Um, just kind of helping us out at training and giving us some insights and um, feedback while we're out there. He's been really, really good and um, helping out with the drills and just being around us girls and, yeah, supporting us. And it's it's really good to see someone from the men's program coming into the female space and um, understanding how we go at it. Um, and, it, yeah, it's just been it's been really good. I'd imagine he's probably playing a particularly big role with Casey Dumont, given that he's also a tall player who came from the Ramble game. 
Yes, yeah, he's been um working with a few of our rucks, which has been good. <laughs> yeah, and I guess just finally staying in the like the new segment, I guess I assume you don't have any more updates than we'd have on things like fixtures and CBAs and all that. Uh no, no, nothing new. Um, just kind of yeah, the um team delegates are kind of just handling that, and no, we haven't heard anything. So yeah, just just kind of waiting around. Yeah, you've probably already noticed CBA is a bit of a sensitive subject around here. So. <laughs> yeah, all of us players are just, yeah, wanting to, um, I suppose, yeah, just play our best and just kind of hope for, yeah, the season to play out really well. Yeah, well, we as fans, we can't wait for season eight. So, um, Charlotte, thank you very much for your time this evening. And we, we can't wait to watch you. For those who want to follow us on the socials, Twitter and Instagram, we're at HFC Saw, Soaring to New Heights over on Facebook. VFLW is still going. We're not done there. Um, I'm still watching every game. Timmy's there. We're recording videos. All right. We're posting quite a lot about the games. We're getting ready to start ramping up in terms of our frequency as the season gets closer because we are getting really impatient for season eight. If you saw my computer right now, it's got that many documents and ideas and things being moved around. <laughs> Uh, so stay tuned because if, you, if your question relates to women's football in brown and gold, chances are your answer is at Soaring to New Heights. In terms of Talking Hawks, there's plenty there. Men and women, content's coming out of everywhere. Uh, big recording a couple of days ago with the buy. Timmy's got an interview that probably has come out by the time this goes up. And thank you very much for your time tonight, Charlotte. Thank you. It's been great. Okay. And as always, go Hawks. Okay.